The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's Love Month, and we're starting things off with the bang. Whose idea was it to abstain from intimacy while dating in today's day and time? When you first met him, were you already in law and had a job? Did you have a job? Nope, didn't have a job. I was in my last semester. I was interning at okay. the time for a big entertainment company, but okay. um, I didn't have a job lined up yet. There's a lot of conversation on the internet right now about dating, relationships, high value men and women, but this couple, see this couple right here has pushed all of the social media noise to the side and is focused on the true meaning of marriage. The marriage matters more than the day itself. He respected every decision that he made because he even, um, he got a luxury apartment for us when he came and he okay. made that choice for me. Now before we hop into today's show, I want to remind you of the book of the month, Feel Good Productivity. Be sure to grab your copy, link in the description box below. And while you're there, yes, while you are there, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you can be notified every single time we drop a new video. Alrighty now, let's hop into the show. Welcome to the table, yeah, yeah. We gon' get real, we gon' get right. Oh, building up wealth, we gon' give life. Welcome to the table. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to The Table, man. I'm super excited about today's show. Like Michelle said, we're going to have a great show today. But before we get to them, hey, do me a favor. She already said it. It's a new year. I really want you to be a part of the E3 family. We're increasing in abundance, wellness, and freedom. So if you're enjoying this content, if you truly want to increase in the year of 2024, be a part of a family. That, that's what we're focusing on moving forward. So hit that subscribe button, hit the bell button, and do not forget, every single month this year, we are increasing our minds. We are reading every single day. I'm reading the book of Proverbs every single month and reading each chapter every single day for the entire year of 2024. But then also I'm reading a book a week and I had the opportunity of last month reading a good book called Feel Good Productivity, How to Do More of What Matters. Now this is a thick book, right? It's from um, a good 
a good YouTuber who I follow who is just very big at making sure that you know how to put the right systems in place to accomplish your vision, accomplish your goals. He's very big on productivity. Um, it's almost uh, similar to our, one of our guests today. He quit his job to pursue his dream. And his dream was, I want to help people become more productive. He was, a, he was an attorney. and I'm not an attorney. He was a lawyer. Our, one of our guests today is an attorney. Uh, but he was a doctor, actually. I'm sorry. Now, Ali was a doctor in the UK. And he said, you know what, man? I actually enjoy doing YouTube. And he built a multiple seven-figure, going-on eight-figure business. And he put how he, was, how he was able to be productive inside of this book. And this book will bless you. So we're going to drop this book in today's show notes. Get it? It's called Feel Good Productivity, What to Do, uh, How to Do, more of what actually matters and less of what doesn't matter. We'll drop it in there. Now, listen, this is going to take you a full month. It took me about a week and three days to read this book. Um, normally, I can get through a book now at this season of my life in about three and a half, four days if I'm really focused. But this one took me a little bit longer. So this is going to take you the entire month of February. So get it right now, and I promise you, you will be blessed. But I'm super excited because uh, we have Andrew and Monique at the table today. And, man, while we were talking pre-show, I was just impressed uh, with these two black uh, uh, individuals, man. And I love saying black because you don't see—well, I'm sorry. We need to see more black excellence, especially young black excellence, young Christian black excellent people. And can I just be real with you? Y'all know me, but I, I keep it real with you. We need to see more good-looking young couples. <laughs> okay? You know what I'm saying? We need to see more handsome men and good-looking sisters coming together and building the kingdom. Because I'm tired. Why do all of the Christian people I don't want to say, I can't say that, but they, they don't look like, dang, that's fire right there. You know what I'm saying? But then when you see these two, you're like, okay, oh, okay, wait a minute. You know? And when, when I walked into the studio, I was like, bruh, bruh, I see you. You know what I mean? I see you. And, and I love that because their story, their journey, especially in the month of Black History Month, um, and in the month of, you know, Valentine's Day and, and love. I was like, all right, cool. Let me talk a little bit about, about the love, relationships, and money, and resources, and coming together. While we're also talking about the black history uh, situation we have going on. And make sure that you watch that. We're airing that every single Wednesday. Uh, so check that out because uh, it's, it's amazing with what we're talking about. But listen, man, at the age of 24 and 26, these two individuals at 24, 26, in this generation— they decided to date and abstain. Mm. I'm talking about no, let's just be real, no good sex for <laughs> a long period of time. And I, I've, Jesus. So ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about it. We're, we're, we're going to get into it today. Andrew, Monique, welcome to the, welcome to the table. Thank you for, having, for us. having us. Yo, 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 listen, I, I want to get straight into it. I want to get straight into it because the pre-show was amazing. All right. And, and, I, and I purposely cut y'all off because, yo, y'all ain't going to keep the same energy when we turn on the camera. So let me not even ask no more questions. But right before I ask, whose idea was it to abstain from intimacy while dating in today's day and time? Whose idea was it? It was mine. All yours? Yeah. She had nothing to do with it. It was mutual, but it was me who, in, who, who initiated it. For real. I will say, yes. I remember the day yeah. I was at work. I think it was on my lunch break, yeah. and I was on the phone with him. Mm -hmm. And prior to 
I had was praying. I'm a journaler when I talk to God, so I was praying and I was okay. writing, and I was like, I really think that I should make this choice to not have sex with him, but I don't mm. know how to bring this up because I've never done that before to say no to the person. I was afraid that I was going to lose such a great person, mm. and we were on the phone, and he goes, so I had my therapy session, and um, she spoke to me, and she said that she believes that I should abstain from sex for six months, and I was on the phone like, Oh. <laughs> like, like, thank you, because I didn't know how to bring it up myself. Wow. And so I said, I agree. Wow. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, cool, because I didn't know how you would feel about it. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was actually feeling the same way, but yeah, he did actually bring it up. I remember now. Why did that conversation come up in your therapy session? So for me, I was on a healing journey when we first started dating. Okay. Because um, when I, I had, a, I was in a previous relationship. Okay. And... Men were visual. Yep. And so, absolutely. You know, it was a situation where the girl looked good, mm -hmm. but on the inside, things didn't match up. Okay. Yeah. And I, that was the first time I really encountered that situation okay. because when I was 24. So, yep. when you're Plus 23 and under, you're not really, most guys aren't dating seriously. Seriously. You know, coming out of college, right. got into a serious relationship and realized, man, like, I gotta, I gotta do better and I don't wanna run into the same mistake I ran into last time. I want to make sure that I'm healed and well prepared. And what I realized with my therapy sessions and when I was talking to my therapist was, um, you know, when you're intimate too early, you're not able to see uh, all the red flags or possible issues yeah. that could be in a relationship. Facts. Facts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So as a man, let, let's be real. We'll come back to you a little bit. <laughs> but as a man, let, let's keep it about I think sometimes what crosses a young man, a boy, into manhood is being able to control mm. his flesh, right? Being able to—my my, grandmom used to say, ask the Holy Spirit to literally sit on you and control your flesh. Was that—so you made the decision, you made the phone call, y'all had the conversation. Respectfully, you have a beautiful wife, so you seen her every day, y'all hugging, y'all kissing, y'all flirting. Right. As a man— how difficult was it for you to honor what you started as as a man? How how difficult was it? Did you ever have to have conversations? Did you have to go? I mean, what help what held you mm. from not trying your because let's be real, she loved you. Right. So if you would have led down that path, she probably said, I thought, yeah. but then eventually she probably would have fell in. Yeah. Based upon you. So what helped you to lead as a man in this situation? It was extremely difficult. Yeah. It was extremely difficult. I think what helped me was like having a level, developing a level of respect for her outside of her looks. Mm. So we started off working out together. Okay. That was how we started. I wanted to see her mindset. Yeah. I was looking for things other than how she looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and by valuing those aspects of her, I knew I was like, man, one day, of course, we're going to we're going to be intimate. Right. right. But I value you so much. Yeah. That I would like for us to be more vulnerable with each other and be so deep that yeah. by the time we get to that point, she really knows like, man, this man is really serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was difficult because there's a chance that she could have thought, is he not attracted to me? Facts. Is he does he have some side chicks or Facts. something, you know? So I had to just stand with integrity and really go to God with it every time. What, Monique, for you, what was the reassurance that, okay, sex is off the table, but what what was he giving you that 
helped you understand, okay, this is serious, and he's not out there doing that, mm -hmm. and he's still in love with me, and it's growing. I feel like it was two-part. One, when I really learned more about his backstory, and okay. he was able to express to me how disciplined he had been. I'd been able to see all of the accomplishments and things he did, and I was like, this does not make sense how you're at such a young age, you know, having articles written about you, the way that you were able to develop your own business and all these different things that you did. I'm like, if he could be disciplined in those arenas, I do believe he can be disciplined in this. Mm. But also, it was the first time I felt like someone actually saw me. Mm. I had dated before, and very quickly, they wanted to touch me, they mm. wanted to this, or, you know, they were always commenting on how I looked. Mm -hmm. And so it was the first time, the very first date, we went on. Mm -hmm. um, the next morning I woke up and it wasn't a, hey, you know, how was last night, whatever. It was, here's a list of black therapists in the area that can help you. Because I remember when we had the conversation, you told me you were looking for one. So he was very, a very good listener and intentional about everything that I was like, regardless, even if he does, I'm grateful for this relationship mm. right now. So let me be in the moment and experience it with him. That's so dope. Well, how did y'all meet? It's a funky story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my story side. Yeah. So we actually both yeah. went to the University of Maryland. Yeah. Okay, University of Maryland. But we did not know each other. Okay. Like we were there at the same time. He actually used to throw parties. I was at his parties. Yeah. I've seen him, but I didn't really so know him. So you knew like, of him, but you didn't know him. Mm -mm. Exactly. Okay. We both followed each other on social media. Okay. okay. Um, we actually both started, I started working in North Carolina. I was living in Wilmington at the time. And mm -hmm. he went to law school in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So he DM'd me one day, you know, kind of mutual friends. Hey, we should hang out and I looked Wilmington and Greensboro is like three hours Absolutely. I was like bro nobody is going yeah. to Greensboro right so I'll see you soon so we would DM each other you know he would comment on something or whatever um COVID happened I moved back to Jersey um my grandpa wasn't doing well and I was like my contract was up for my job mm -hmm. I'm gonna search for something but the world is kind of crazy I'm just gonna go home I completely have forgotten about him Dang. A year later, <laughs> crazy, right? Crazy, right? <laughs> Dang, bro. <laughs> a year later, I mean, an entire year not working, I was like, I don't know where I'm going to get a job. Mm -hmm. I finally get a job in Greensboro, North Carolina. And my first week of work, I'm so excited. I'm walking down the street posting selfies. I'm in Greensboro. And he DMs me like, so you want to go on that first date now? I was like, I forgot Yo. you live there. That's God, yeah. though. And then we went on our first date, and the rest is history. So what's yeah. different about your story from that? I think it really all matched up. It matched up. Okay. We knew okay. of each other. Okay. You know, we both went to Maryland. Okay. Um, she was an RA in the building that I lived in my okay. junior year. She yeah. actually was over, like, one of my, my closest friends. And I remember when I went to Greensboro for law school, um, 2019, she was in Wilmington. I had no idea how far it was. So you were just I just thought I was just you. like, oh, I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> right, right. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. So I'm right. like, okay, I'm in a new state. You're in a new state. Yeah, yeah. She might be close. Right. Happened to find out she was hours away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we went our separate ways. Both of us were in went into different relationships at the time. Okay. And came out of them. And we were both transformed and redeemed and on a different journey and mindset. Mm -hmm. If we had met at that time, we wouldn't be here today. Yeah. For real. Or in college. Mm -mm. If we had met in college, Definitely I would have avoided not. her. Wow. Yeah, I would have avoided her. Wow. Recently, I've completed my full estate plan, and it's been an emotional journey, if I'm going to be honest with you. But now I have a peace of mind knowing that my family and loved ones are well taken care of. 
But here's something you may not know that I think you need to know. According to a recent study, nearly 60% of African-American adults have life insurance. Now, wait a minute. Many of these policies may not provide sufficient coverage to fully protect their families in case of unexpected deaths. This lack of adequate coverage is a pressing issue among the black community. It can lead to financial difficulties and potentially hinder the building of generational wealth. In today's time, it's more important than ever for African-Americans to give priority to life insurance and estate planning. You see, by doing so, you can ensure that your loved ones are secure in the event of your passing. This covers funeral and burial costs, clears all debts and mortgages, and provides a financial cushion to help them continue building wealth, long-lasting wealth. Don't leave your family's financial future to chance. I want you to secure life insurance today. I want you to get a free life insurance quote through my friends at Ethos. All you got to do is go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance for your free quote or click the link in today's show notes. Protect your family's future and attain a peace of mind at right now. And let's get back to today's show. Because she was too serious. Just too serious about what? As in, like, I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't ready for marriage or a serious relationship. So if I saw her. You were throwing parties. So you yeah. were saying all kind of things. Let's be real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you was like, oh, he throwing parties. Yeah. He ain't, he ain't really trying to settle down like that. Exactly. I wasn't, I wasn't nearly as mature as I am now and as I was two years ago when we first met. And mm. I'm sure she could probably say the same. Oh, too. for sure. Yeah. So I want to I love this. I love this for 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 this show, because, I mean, I'm just I know where you all are at today. Today, you're married. You all are celebrating one year of marriage. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank God. Amen. Yes. Amen. Um, 28, 26. Um, uh, doing great things in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Combining comes right around. It's, it's, it's above six figures. Um, an attorney today. And you're you're chilling because you got a great man and you're 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 finding your niche, mm. right? But you 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 were on billboards just years ago in transition. I, I want to start with with you. Um, I want to go back to the very beginning. So I, think, I think there's a lot of people that's going to be blessed by this show, right? Mm. Because you have an interesting story and still was able to. God was still able to bless you with an amazing wife and partner. Mm. You, at your beauty and caliber, you could have avoided him mm. and and went and got something else, but you saw something in this man mm. and got you a great man mm. to lead the family, to lead you all and where you all are going. But Andrew, man, you you had a rough start, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you've, on the notes here, when I was uh, writing down, uh, you... You were met with like five criminal charges. Yep. At the age of thirteen. Yep. What what kind of criminal charges were those? So there was possession of a deadly weapon, possession of a deadly weapon with intent to assault, conspiracy to assault, conspiracy to assault with a de deadly weapon, and then there was I think possession with a deadly weapon like on school grounds. <sighs> you know, me and you relate to that. I got almost criminally charged, but I did get expelled because. Mm -hmm. This is beyond your times, but this is right when weapons were becoming a thing in, in, um, 
in high school, I was expelled for having a laser pen mm. because it was considered a weapon. So I guess laser pens were blinding people when they first came out. Mm. And so me and my little brother was playing with it the night before. My little brother heard my dad come in. He threw the laser pen. Wow. It landed in my backpack. I get out, mm. I get to school. I pull out my my uh, notebook, my book. Laser pen falls out, hits the teacher on the whiteboard. Wow. Please come and get me. And yeah. it's it's a immediate expulsion. Yeah. There is wow. no grounds. There's no hearing. There's nothing. It's yeah. it's you're gone. And they put that on my record. Wow. Mm. A weapon, the intent to harm a teacher. Right. Mm. You know. And um, luckily, my parents were able to fight that legally and get it off wow. my record. But for yours, how did yours turn out? Yeah. So for me. Um, when I was in middle school, I used to get dropped off at my zoned high school. Okay. And when we would get off the bus, you know, we usually just chill outside the bus before we walked home. Yeah. One day, my friends were joking about a high school kid who came out. He was shorter than us. And so I was like five, eight, five, nine in eighth grade. So I was pretty tall. So I could remember just being a bystander and standing near my friends as they were joking about this short guy. And he ends up saying, hey, are these your friends? as he says to like his sister who went to our school. She goes, yeah, those are my friends. He said, oh, all right, I'm gonna go get my friends. I'll be right back. He goes inside the school and he gets his friends to chase us. Mm. I can remember linebacker from the football team, this dude was huge, mm. chasing the three of my friends. Mm. So we're running. The first day was maybe three guys. The next day is five guys trying to chase us. And it grows to the point where there's 10 guys chasing us mm. after school. As we get off the bus, mm -hmm. literally they're waiting for us to get off the bus and chasing us home. Mm -hmm. So at 13 years old, we had a decision to make. Either are we gonna fight, try to fight them? Mm -hmm. You know, are we gonna call our parents or are we gonna take it into our own hands? And so for me, I never had gotten disciplined in school or had gotten into any fights. I was not a violent kid. Mm -hmm. But when you're getting chased by 10 or 15 kids... You're going to become a violent kid. And your friends say, hey, man, look, we don't do no snitching. Right. And at 13, you're not thinking. You're like, yeah, now nah, we, we don't need to tell our parents. We ain't going to tell no teachers. So they said, hey, why don't we go? My brother has some blades at the house. You know, maybe if we bring those, they'll get scared and run away. There was no intent to harm anyone. Mm -hmm. But the 13-year-old mind is just thinking, look, we just want them to get scared and run away. Yeah, yeah. So I get to school... Nobody tells me what the real plan was. Get on the bus. My friends start playing hot potato with the knife because they knew that they had got caught at that point. So we're going to school, we're driving, and I didn't realize it. My, my best friend um, from the age of four passes me the knife. And in a split second moment, I was like, I could either, I could do a couple things. I could be like, nah, or I could take it, put it in my bag. And my goal was to save him from getting in trouble. Yeah. But, you know, I ended up getting caught with, with it. Knife. We all got arrested that day. You know, they took us to the station. Um, fortunately, what happened for me, because I live in Baltimore County at the time, mm -hmm. they have a program called the Joints Program, okay. which is a probation program for first-time uh, offenders yeah. that are minors. They give you a slap on the wrist. No record. You complete probation, okay. so you call a probation officer, you know, every week. Okay. Um, I got suspended. They tried to expel um, me, my friend. Unfortunately, you know, one of my friends ended up getting expelled. We had to go to a hearing, and it was a tough situation. Absolutely. At that age, I really learned, like, man, like, so many lessons. Yeah. So many lessons. But fortunately, no record. Okay. Just a... Uh, the suspension was really just deemed a long-term absence. Right. Um, 
and I've been able to develop a lot of discipline from that situation. What 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 sparked where you are today? Because at 26, you're an attorney, right. like not just a past like graduated from college. You don't pass the bar. You you you're an entertainment attorney now, right? Correct. Um, what did that have a role in where you are today? For sure, it really did. Did it? Because when I got suspended, you know, that was basically me seeing like, man, I I'm losing everything at 13. You can't go to school. You can't, I couldn't play basketball. Um, I thought my life was over at that point. And so I had to make a decision. I started journaling and I decided um, to focus on two things, mm. school and basketball. Mm. If nothing had to do with school or basketball, mm. I wasn't doing it. Mm. So even when I went to college, I wasn't drinking, mm. I wasn't smoking. Mm. Um, I was throwing parties, but I was throwing parties to make money. I got you. So everything was a disciplined approach and I said, at thir- I'm going to become a lawyer. I met my first lawyer when I was uh, 13. Okay. Because he used to drive me and my teammates to AAU practice. Wow. So at that point, we're having more conversations. He started to mentor me. Wow. And now as an entertainment attorney, I encounter creators or artists mm-hmm. who their life might be in shambles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might be like, man, you don't understand. And it's like, I really do, though. No, yeah. I actually understand what you're going through. Yeah. I actually understand what it means to lose everything yeah. or to have your life possibly taken away. I know what it wow. means to be viewed a certain way because yep. of the color of your skin as a young black man. And so I'm telling you, don't go down that path. Live differently mm-hmm. because your life could really be rocked. Mm. I mean, I, I got to say it though, man. At at twenty six, I mean twenty six now, your story pretty much started with the attorneys out at twenty four. I don't know too many twenty six and or twenty eight year olds. Well, I know a lot of twenty eight year old ladies. Michelle Morris and our team is your age, and she's one of the most mature ladies I know. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I, I see more young ladies y'all's age really winning it's hard for us mm. to really be that mature at, at 20 at your age mm. i think i just started saying okay wait i need to take my life mm. a little bit more serious right i was broken homeless at 20 even after being broken homeless and working three jobs i still like i'm still gonna bother i have a good time mm. but i knew i needed to learn about money but i was yeah. like I'm, man, mm. I'm still gonna pull all the ladies out all yeah. this stuff and I just want to commend you, man, for really seeing that because while you're throwing the parties that your now wife is coming to, <laughs> right. back then she didn't know you, and then she ignored you, and then she left you, right. and then God we brought go. her accurate. back to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how he does you know what I'm saying, bro? I'm just saying. God was trying to help her out. You right. know, like, I don't know why you did that, but Come on, man. Just, just, just had to make that U-turn. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then now, now look at where you are today. Amen. You know, and it's like I, I just I just believe, man, that when when I look at young men like yourself, I'm like, dang, bro, if I would have had that 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 head. Mm. At 24, mm-hmm. I would be a lot further than where I'm at today, mm. you know. And and I pray that every parent watching this is is showing this to their children. Mm. I pray that if you have a if you if you're a woman and you have a man, mm. show this to that man, mm. right? Because we need more young men. We're not perfect individuals, mm. but we should at least be striving. Mm to do better in life. Mm-hmm. And, and man, I just I just commend you on that. Cause at 26, you're an attorney. 
thriving attorney and, and you're killing. But yo, Monique, your now your story is interesting. <laughs> like your your I don't know too many ladies in today's generation would do what you did for love. Mm. Well, I'm sorry. The chat's gonna blow up. I think that there are a lot, but I don't think the majority would do what mm. you did, right? So you were you were thriving. Well, you were in a career thriving and really taking off. Mm -hmm. And then you just did a complete pause. Not pause. You stopped and mm -hmm. said, I love this man so much. I'm going to quit everything that I'm doing mm -hmm. to go follow love. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into something exciting. Bethel Tech's micro-cadential program. Just 15 weeks and you're on your way to mastering in-demand tech skills setting you apart in today's competitive job market and the best part is all online 100 percent online and fitting perfectly into your busy life bethel tech isn't just about tech skills it's about growing your character through spiritual mentorship and faith groups shaping you into a christian leader in the tech world you'll learn from industry experts geared towards your success what about landing your dream job? Bethel Tech's graduates are making waves at companies like Salesforce and Dell. And with a price tag of only $5,000, it's an investment in your future that's both affordable and valuable. Are you ready to start? With multiple start dates, there's never been a better time. Visit anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel and step into your tech career with confidence and character. Break that down for me because, I mean, you know, me, Monique, ladies in these days and times are saying if he ain't mm. making six figures, mm. if, 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 if he ain't there, I ain't doing nothing. Mm. So what made you stop your whole life to go follow this man? I feel like there were so many layers to it. It had been years of me developing my relationship with God mm. and I would be constantly um, praying mm -hmm. but living a life that didn't match my prayer life. Mm. I, I have journals, like stacks of journals of me writing and asking God for this, asking God for that. And back when I lived in Wilmington, I remember I had a dream one night where I saw this fine chocolate man mm. from the back in the kitchen. Mm. And for years, I was like, who is this chocolate man in the kitchen? Every time I would go on dates, I'm like, I don't think this is a chocolate man. It's chocolate, though. <laughs> I, 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 I just want to pause right there. She's happily married, but them chocolate brothers, you know what I'm saying? They hit differently. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> them light-skinned brothers, God still love you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> God still love you, but it's them chocolate brothers. Go ahead. Continue with the story. Um, And so I still kept dating, and I was just, like, going down this rabbit hole of men. Mm -hmm. That was just not it. Mm. Um, um, and Were they light skin or chocolate? It was a mix. Okay. It was a mix. You should have avoided the light skin. <laughs> <It was a mix>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was in that year of 2020, okay. I feel like really God was stretching me in a way. Like for an entire year, I was going to through seasons where I kept saying, God, like, is when is it? When is it? When is it? You know, like, when is the job? When is the man? When it was so many questions that I had in that year, you know, when is the world going to just change? Like, you know, everybody was just asking so many questions. Mm -hmm. And it even came to a point where I used to wear wigs a lot because I worked in news just to have straight hair so I could be good. And so I just like, I'm going to start wearing my natural hair. And everything about me started to just reflect 
who I really was. Mm, okay. You know, I feel like there's some sort of shield when you're always like wearing wigs and weaves and like that. No, no shade to it. Yeah. I wear it at times. But I mean, I started to really embrace my natural beauty because we're all living at home and I started yeah. to do that. And so I even had a vision board that I created and I said that I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to be a wife with God at the center. Okay. Um, and so when I eventually got that job and I went and I was sitting there talking with him and on our first date and he's telling me all the things I'm like about him and all the all of the the accomplishments that he had the same way he was able to see my work ethic in the gym by him telling me all the things that he had accomplished I was like oh there's no way that I can walk away from someone who's been able to do this and what I mean is he's um, said how he had a business in college mm -hmm. there was one night where he made 13k in 20, one night actually Oh, okay. Hey, let, let her know. Okay. Let her know, bro. Let her know, bro. Let her know. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. Get it right. It was one night <laughs> wow. for one of those parties that he threw. I mean, wow. he had Greyhound buses. On, I'm saying you orchestrated all that while being able to be an honor student mm. in undergrad. And you also, honor student. Yeah, I graduated 3-5. 3-5? Yeah. Come on, bro. In three years. And I'm like, wow. I went to college. Right. I have two degrees, so it took me a little longer. Right, um, right. And then... I, I'm like, all the things that he was able to do, I'm like, this does not, you don't find this every yeah. day. I want to learn more. Yeah. Um, and so I was praying about it with God. And, and I remember saying to him, uh, praying continuously, if this is him, reveal signs to me. And it just kept getting better. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's the signs that I kind of like need, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. What were you well. doing at the time career wise when you met him? I was a meteorologist. Meteorologist. So I actually, right before I even quit, I had just got my first Emmy nomination. Wow. Um, I had just did a TEDx talk, and wow. I was so excited. Yeah, I had that billboard. That was like the, I was a and little girl. 30 under 30. Yeah, I was 30, 30 under 30, 30 for Maryland. 40 under 40 yeah. for the triad. Yeah. yeah. For the so, triad? Yeah. yeah, like North Carolina. Yeah. Wow. So I was getting all this recognition, um, but... I was, I was reading at the time, Your Purpose is Calling by uh, Pastor Daniels. Darius Daniels. Yeah. And I had started reading the book, and then I stopped. And I was like... Why did you stop that book? Because when you're living a life, when this man is like like reading you fulfilled, <laughs> you need to make That's changes. Darius. Yeah. You know? That's Darius, though. But you're not actually actively... I, I can't read a book and... Pat, like, I have to make the changes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So as I was reading the book, I wasn't... My life was not matching it, and it was just like this awkward feeling in mm. me, and I was like, I gotta stop reading the book. Mm. Then I continued to read the book, and... I said, okay, I need to make changes that mm -hmm. shift and match what he's talking about here. And I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I even, when I was reading, um, I read a lot of books uh, to grow my mind, but uh, in more recently, it uh, helped me to better understand that situation when I was reading um, T.D. Jake's book, um, Women Who Praise, uh, 10 Women Who Pray, or something mm -hmm. along those lines. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the favor trap, mm -hmm. how when you are so favored by God that you kind of get stuck. When he talked about Esther and how, I mean, I had that bill, but right, I had those things. Yeah. But my purpose was still calling me for greater. Yeah. And I felt as though greater was calling. And yeah. so I had to leave because I knew that here was not it. It was there. Mm. So, and, and. Although that sounds beautiful to say, I'm still figuring that out. Right. But I do still say every time I think back, I'm like, that was the best decision I ever made in my wow. entire life. Uh, when you quit your job to move from North Carolina to go to New Jersey, um, or no, no, I'm going to this. When you first met him, 
Were you already in law and had a job? Did you have a job? Nope, didn't have a job. I was in my last semester. I was interning at the time for a big entertainment company, but um, I didn't have a job lined up yet. All right. No disrespect towards you because you're the man today. You got the ring. (laughs) You were two years older than him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a job. Mm -hmm. You're not an unattractive woman. (laughs) Men were coming for you. Mm What what was it in him that you was like, nah, I, I see something in him. But So what made you go with what you saw rather than what he had? Because a lot of ladies are not, they're not doing that in today's day and time. Yeah, I think those things that you can't see, you know, mm. like the discipline, the integrity, mm. um, very honorable. Okay. Um, his just character. I remember... Um, he, I had like a party, a get together at my house because again, abstaining. I didn't want to have him and me together, so I had a group okay. of friends over. Okay. And I remember he went to go um, walk one of my friends to her car, and I never had that before. Where a person that you, I was dating, yeah, wanted to walk my friend to the car. Now that sounds really odd, but like yeah, the yeah. respect that he had, and I never questioned it because I'm like. You know, it is dark outside. It is really late. And did you ask her, did he say anything? Did he said, he said, oh, I'm going to go walk walk her to the car. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. And so he walked her to the car. And it's like those little things yeah. where I was like, wow. like. And I also loved his work ethic in the gym, too, because I always yeah. wanted someone who matched. We were going to Orange Theory. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been to Orange Theory. But I don't like, like it. Yeah. Yeah, y'all go hard. No, we went. We used to go. Okay. <laughs> I, don't say, I don't see how y'all could do that every day. I mean, yeah. let me play this. This is not a knock on Orange Theory. It's just for me. I have a different work, work ethic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But initially, when we were both pursuing that together, mm. it was just like he had that, you yeah. know, and he yeah. would see, oh, Monique, you could do this. Yeah. And in fact, one of the reasons why he told me that he DM me. So I used to post motivational um, videos on my social media. Okay. And he saw that and he that's what kind of initiated what he wanted to DM me. Love it. And so he said, you should go back to doing more of that. And mm. the fact that he saw as he wasn't like, you need to go out and be showing yourself. Or, yeah. It was like he saw the things about me that. I was like, you know what? You are right. And he yeah. kept being able to make me better. Yeah. And that's what I think what drew me more to him. And he still does that to today. And I think that's a troubled part of when you're finding someone great mm. is you have to constantly grow. Mm. Um, and, and as women, I think that's the part that the friction always is there where they end up leaving someone because they're so focused on the things that don't matter. If the person is there to help you grow and you guys are able to grow together, all that comes, you know? I love it. I love it. Man, y'all giving us hope out here. Uh-huh. I mean, because, you know, for me, I'll be 40 this year, and I am somewhat similar to you. I've dated some great ladies. That we just weren't aligned, right? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have their thoughts about me being single. Like, he's 40, no kids. Is he gay? Like, what, what's going on, right? right? And I'm just like, nah, it's just... I gotta, I gotta find alignment for me. If I waited this long, I refuse to get a divorce. Mm. And so I'm not gonna get married because society says I need to be married. Mm. I'm not gonna get married because people think something of me. Because if, when something goes wrong in a marriage, the same people who had everything to say yeah. are not gonna be there to help me get through that. Mm. Right, that's real. And so I just want to say I commend you all for moving the way that you all mm. are moving, mm. you know, and how you all moved. 
as single people, even down to the point to where y'all decided to, you left North Carolina, y'all moved in, but y'all was like, oh, listen, we're still going to honor this thing, so we're going to get married in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Y'all went to the courthouse mm -hmm. and got married. Mm -hmm. How much was that? I think it was like $80. Yeah. They have some we yeah. uh, fees waived because of COVID at the okay. time. Okay. So it was only $80. $80 to get married. Yeah. As a young couple, how did y'all feel about that? Like, because, I mean, y'all eventually had a wedding, right? Mm -hmm. Was it because y'all wanted one or because y'all's parents wanted one? There's two different perspectives. Yeah. I'll get mine first. Okay. I'm from Baltimore. Okay. My family's from Ghana. Oh. Yeah. So my parents came over from Ghana in the 90s. Okay. They didn't have a wedding. They went to the courthouse. Yeah. And they did a vow renewal in Jamaica years later. Okay. So their standpoint was always, we didn't have a wedding. We just got married in the courthouse. They're celebrating 30 years this year. Wow. So the culture of weddings, it's not, it's not as much of an influence for mm -hmm. them. They came to this country in, I believe, 93 and 94, got a home a year later. Like, my mom and dad were, like, super focused. Wow. Yeah. So whether to have a wedding or not, um, my family was like, just, hey, you're getting married. Yeah. The, the, the relationship, the marriage matters more than the day itself. So that was their standpoint. Okay. Yeah. And then yours? Yeah. We wanted to respect the covenant with God <clears throat> right. um, initially. And I think also very early on, we were really trying to figure out finances. Okay. Um, finances and, you know, at least for me, I will say and be honest with mm. you that I did cry and have to let go of my Cinderella wedding dreams. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of women have to cry and let go of their various different dreams. Why? Have. Why? Like, what, what, what is a Cinderella dream? What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school. And because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com slash today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com slash today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy and our struggles. 
That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us, from legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes. This collection has no Bounds. You see, recently I got to tune in to an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcast. Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now, let's get to today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI red teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Well, I mean, when you sometimes see those like weddings and you scroll on social media yeah. and you'll see like these lavish uh weddings that people have with right. women's dresses ten thousand dollars and mm. all of these people and gra granted our party was jumping okay anybody that <laughs> to our wedding i mean you got the guy who knows how to throw a party <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> but it was just certain aspects of the wedding that like i did the whole plan the whole wedding myself oh, i didn't wow. have a wedding planner you did yeah okay. but also because i wasn't working so right right I could, you got it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i planned the whole wedding but it was just like over time, as we started planning, and even now as we look back, I'm like, honestly, none of that stuff really matters, you know? Because for me as a woman, especially, a lot of your friends start to strip away. Absolutely. And a lot of the relationships. In marriages. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my biggest thing, too, I started to see that, you know, when you see the husband and wife and you, you have the groomsmen and the bridesmaids, like, behind them. Mm hmm I didn't feel like I had women that I believe could stand behind me that I think I think I see it as like this image mm -hmm. that they pour into who mm -hmm. the people and I feel like I didn't have that behind me. Mm -hmm. And so by going to the courthouse, it was like, let's just go with who really supports and pours into this thing, the meat of what it is. Mm -hmm. And then we can celebrate the beauty later. And I think it was still really important to celebrate because 
my husband, he's so disciplined and he deserves yeah. his flowers. Mm -hmm. And so I know there was many moments where like his AAU coach who saw him when he was that young boy playing basketball to now seeing him as this great attorney and yeah. having me as a wife, yeah. being able to stand up there and give his speech, wow. you know, um, and my sister, you know, being able to say the speech for me, like all these great people in our lives, be able to pour back into us was extremely important. Absolutely. But I do think that there was value in starting the year off fresh and new together um, with God on our side because we needed that, yeah. you know, everyone needs that. And I think there's so much noise in the wedding and there's so many distractions and so much that's involved that does not really matter at the end mm. of the day. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So how much y'all plan the wedding for the, the celebration after, so after the courthouse, how much was the wedding? Um, the, the celebration yeah. part. It yeah. was in June. It was like um, ballpark about twelve or thirteen. Yeah, it's not bad. Right, because I was real researching. Yeah. You know, first and of all, I know how to make yeah. a dollar holler. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing. So when I first worked in North Carolina, my yeah. first job, I was making twenty five k. Oh. In news, you'd be shocked. Oh wow! I was making twenty five k my first job. Yeah. So by the time Is that I full time, yes, with benefits in twenty twenty. It was 2018. 2018. But I mean, still. Still? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So with the leftover money I had, I would go to Aldi. I would get my produce, my meat. I knew how to cook. I learned how to cook. Right, right, right. So anytime in life, if you give me a little bit, I know how to make a lot. Yeah. So when I was planning <laughs> for this wedding, I was digging and searching and trying to figure out ways to make it happen. We still had 150 people there. Yeah. Wow. And my dress was like 2000 Okay. But the venue itself... Was like 10k yeah. or something. Okay. You mentioned our parents chipped. Our parents paid for the majority yeah. of it. Wow. We only probably out of pocket came out like six or seven hundred dollars. Wow. Our parents came together. We had a meeting with them. I had pride initially. I'll be honest, because Real. I was like, I'm the man. I'm gonna pay for this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to realize, like, you can't pay for. You can't do that. You just got. You can't do that. Yeah. I had just got my job. I was probably a month in. And, and y'all didn't want to borrow any money. We didn't want. I didn't want to put pressure on my family or her family mm -hmm. either to contribute. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was very difficult for me to put my pride to the side mm -hmm. and say, "We need help. Mm -hmm. We want to do this, but if if we do this out of our pocket, it's gonna. We're not gonna be set up for success." Mm -hmm. So that was a difficult conversation to be able to sit in front of her father and her mother. And my my dad is a financial planner, by the way. Yeah. I like him. What up, Pops? <laughs> what up, Pops? Yeah. What was his response as a financial planner? He said it was smart. Yeah. Because he knew we he knew our financial situation. Yeah. Um, and my parents also celebrated 30 years this past year. Come on. Now. And so they understood that the stresses and everything that was involved with it. At the mm -hmm. time, the start of the year, my grandfather passed. Okay. So it was a lot of finances. He was paying for that, but my dad was able to make it happen. I'm also yeah. his baby girl, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you got to make it happen. Right. Um, but he respected every decision that he made because he even, um, yeah. he got a luxury apartment for mm -hmm. us when he came and he okay. made that choice for me. Wow. So the reason why he didn't have the finances were not because of he anything. He stepped up to provide yes. cover y'all. Yes. I mean, okay. he even sold his car. You sold your car? Yeah. For what? <laughs> it didn't make sense. You know, I had well, to make space as well. Bro, bro, bro. Hold on, bro. <laughs> Wait, what the heck is going on? I'm liking y'all leaving more. <laughs> what kind of car was it? It was a 2022 Honda Civic. Bro. Yeah, brand new. Brand new. Brand new. It was nice. How much was the payment? The payment was like five thirty a month. 
five thirty a yeah. month. The insurance was maybe about eighty. But then when you live in like Jersey, New York area, you gotta pay for pay parking. parking. So when you add it all up, you're paying maybe like seven hundred or so for the car, but then there's gas. You're getting close to spending like a thousand dollars a month for a car right. to sit there. I yeah. work in New York. I take the metro. So I can get my my grocery stores around the corner. And our luxury apartment offers a bus. Yep. So they offer a, a bus shuttle that takes him to the train. Yeah. And then he just takes the train in here. Yeah. So and then the train, the bus comes back and pick you up and you mm-hmm. come back home too? Exactly. So I don't need a car at all. So I had. So you put $1,000 back in your pocket. Exactly. I put $1,000 back. And I was, at the time when I moved, you don't really know when you first, a lot of people make this mistake. Right. A lot of people my age, you get a job. The first thing you do is you go out and get a car. Facts. Not, and then you, you get a job, you get an apartment, you don't realize how much everything adds up with yeah. the car, the apartment yeah. you just got. So I started to realize when I first moved, I was like, whoa, I'm in over my head. Right. This car is not being used. Right. And I'm throwing this, I don't even see how much I'm making. Mm. Like, you know, when I first started working, I was, you know, about 84000 mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it. Mm. So I was frustrated. So mm. when she first got here, the first assignment... When she first got to Jersey, was to sell the car. I sold it. You yeah. sold it. Yeah. Did you Did you lose money on it? Y'all, y'all we lost a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. About fifty six hundred. But that's not bad though, because right. you got because that back in a couple of months. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you negotiated. I did. Yeah, we negotiated down. Wow. Yeah. And so you got that money back. Yeah. Did you have a car at least? Yeah, I do. So you brought your car. Mm-hmm. So y'all have one car in the family, but you no, catching no. the train into New York. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you're working from home, just doing stuff from home, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And so, wow, bro, like, wow. I got a question for y'all, those of y'all watching right now. And, and keep it above. I don't spend a lot of money. I spend money on my house, and I am a car guy. Yeah. But I just got my luxury cars two years ago. Mm. Up until then, I've been making, I've been blessed to make this kind of money for for going on about like yeah ten years like I I've been making some real good money, but I was driving a used paid for, two thousand and one two thousand something like that I can't forget the year but it was an Acura TL, two hundred three hundred thousand yeah. miles on it before I sold it right, and so, but I was making that sacrifice I was living in a one bedroom apartment mm. at 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 thirty. How am I now? 40? At 35, I was living in a one-bedroom apartment, paying like $1,000 a month, driving mm. the 2000 uh, Acura TL with all the miles on it, mm. making a couple of six figures. Wow. I was living way below my means, right? But it was a sacrifice yes. because I was like, I want that freedom. I want right. that margin. I want to be able to, if I did find my wife at the time, I wanted to be able to have the room to provide, to protect, and to go after the things that we desire, yeah. right? And you get your wife and you're like, yo, I don't need a car. You got a car. This is $1,000 a month. I can catch a train, and then if we want to do something, we just jump in your car, exactly. and we do our thing. Exactly. So let me put this money back in the pocket, because I'm curious, were you living in a place before, by yourself, before her, was that a place you would have brought, you would have wanted to bring her to, where you were so living? So when I moved, like, my intention, I knew that she was coming up, so the place that we're at now. Okay. Um, you I, got that yeah, when you got there. Intent. If we weren't together and was serious about marriage, I would have chose a totally different place. I got you. But I wanted to make sure it's a nice, 
space that she would love yeah that she would be able to feel like it's home like yeah um and then part of selling the car i'm like look if she's coming up and i said i was going to provide you how you going to provide when you stacked over the head with the car Ooh. and everything so I'm like, let me make space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you never know if, let's say, she's like, oh, no, I can't. I, my car, whatever. Guess what? I got it. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> it's a good love story right here, man. This gives me hope with black love. <laughs> I just, I, I, need, I needed this more than anything. Because, man, I see you, bro. Like, I see you and me, right? Mm. So I was engaged mm. to a great woman. She was older than me. That's why I see you. You know what wow. I'm saying? Now... <laughs> She was a cougar because she was like 10, 11 years older than me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got that skill like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyways, uh, stop joking, A.O. Um, and we were talking about marriage. She was living in Jacksonville, Florida. I was in Tennessee at a time working with Dave Ramsey. And I was like, okay. When we started talking about it, I was living in that one-bedroom apartment. It was a nice one-bedroom apartment, but it wasn't suitable for the caliber of a woman who she was. Right. But her brother lived in Tennessee. Mm. And I was like, dang, I'm always on the road traveling with Ramsey and him, right? And so I was like, dang, I don't want to bring my wife here into this one-bedroom apartment, yeah. into a brand-new city yeah. to where she only knows one person, which was her brother at the time. Mm. So I'm like you. I'm like, all right, bet. When my lease came up at that apartment, I went and got a townhome across the street from her brother. Mm. and a very high-end uh, townhome community. It was a three-story townhome, rooftop, everything like mm. that. And I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. This is great. This is great. And then when, she, when she came up, she was like, wow, thank you. So literally, if we were to get married, wow. she could walk across the street to be with her brother, mm. right? And I, I felt <laughs> as a man safe. Clearly, it didn't work because it was my ex-fiance. It didn't work for not bad reasons. We just... We realized that we weren't, she was coming off of a mountain that I was coming to and ready to climb. Mm. At that time, mm. you know, I'm, I'm wanting kids, right? Mm. At that time, she's not really wanting kids. Right. She's 40 something years old, already raised two by herself, mm. you know, and she's ready to to live her life, travel and go off the world. Right. And I was like, right. listen, girl, you don't, I mean, I'm, I'm too young to be saying I don't want kids at that time. And so we, we decided to go our separate ways after engagement, after therapy, actually. It was mm. therapy that brought it up. And so, man, I, I commend you for making the sacrifice. Praise God. Saying, hey, if I'm going to lead, I need to make sure when my wife comes up, I am in a position to where her life doesn't have to drastically change. Right. Because she made a sacrifice quitting her career and her right, job right. and everything that she went to school for exactly. to come marry you. Right. And, and if you would have been like, I mean, I'm not making any sacrifices. Right. I, I, I don't even know if she would have, you know, pursued the marriage if she didn't see sacrifices coming from you. That's real. As a man, as a husband. So, brother, I, I love that. How many of y'all watching the show right now will make a sacrifice? Would you sell your car? Would you quit your job? You know, what what? Are you willing to make the sacrifice for love? I, I really got to ask that question. Let me know in the comment section below um, if you definitely would make that sacrifice for love. For the young couples watching right now, what would you all, what advice would y'all give them for a successful, y'all been married for a year, yeah. um, so clearly y'all two are two human beings. I got a good question. How do y'all get over arguments? So when y'all are disagreeing, how do you all get through the argument in a healthy way. And because I believe that 
one of my mentors, not my mentors, one of my close friends, Pastor Edward Weston, taught me this one thing. He says, the breeding ground for understanding and the ending is clear communication in the beginning. And clear communication in the beginning doesn't also, doesn't necessarily mean it's a happy conversation. Right. It could be a, it could be a uncomfortable conversation, but an uncomfortable conversation in the beginning yeah. is going to get you to the ending in a healthy way. Amen. So I'm curious as a young, thriving couple, now y'all two live together. Yeah. Now y'all are intimate. Y'all know everything about each oh, other now. Sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so y'all have clearly had some 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 hard days, yeah. some hard conversations. How do y'all get through that as a young couple? Yeah, let me go first. I'll go first. So... One thing we've really learned, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I believe that conflict in relationship is dependent on your personality. Mm, Okay. So both of us are extroverts. Oh. So you know what that means is that when there's a conflict, I'm talking. She talking. We talking. Right? So it's not easy. Yeah. So you got to learn your... uh, person's personality okay. your husband your wife your spouse whoever you would you gotta learn their personality yeah yeah so you have to know their personality and you also have to know their triggers Ooh. right so for me triggers are raising voices for her a trigger is well i'm walking away you know i'm just gonna walk away like you know how if you're trying to avoid something that's a trigger for her yeah so we have to actually approach conflict head on yeah which is not easy yeah but the we've built a very good foundation on vulnerability mm. and being upfront. The story I told you about getting arrested, yeah. I've actually never shared that publicly before. Wow. She told me that on the first date. Exactly. What? I told her that on the first date because I'm like, I need to be fully vulnerable. And, and real. Real. Up if front. we're gonna be serious about this thing, right, right. I need you to know. I don't need you to be surprised about who what? I am or what you know. What if she would've said, no, nah, I can't deal with that? Then that's great. Bro! You know what I'm saying, bro? Yo! That's my guy! I be, bro, I be trying to turn him off day exactly, one. Exactly. And if you stay with me after day two? Exactly. Okay, you the real. You you, yeah. you for real. Mm-hmm. Oh, So that bro. ground was established. You got to be vulnerable because if they know, she yeah. knows, oh, that's 13-year-old little boy, Drew. I don't want to hurt him. Ooh. Mm. And I know, oh... That's the young Monique, you yeah. know, that was in her 20s, that was dealing with, yeah. I can't do what those guys did. Yeah. I, but I, I wouldn't know yeah. unless you told me. Ooh, okay, Mo. I think two factors that actually helped us was abstaining. Yes. Okay. Because very early on, and also being long distance at a yeah. time when he was studying for the bar, very early on, we had to talk through things. Mm. We couldn't just gloss over them. I mean, we had to work through them. So we have to have conversations. So very early on, every time something was bothering or whatever, or we wanted to talk to each other about a particular issue, we had to. Yeah. So now when it leads into the marriage, that same thing occurs. Yeah. Whenever we want to talk through something, we actually have check-ins that we yeah. do. We try to do them weekly. Sometimes a week gets crazy, but weekly, bi-weekly. Yeah. Um, we talk about every aspect of our life, finances, emotional, intimacy, all different aspects to make sure that we're on the same page. Yep. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that we're always going to be able to work through everything, but it helps. Yeah. Also, we did do premarital counseling. Okay. So in premarital counseling, he did say straight up, 
if you don't tell each other everything, you know, those things that maybe you hide, yes. you know, those things that have strongholds right. on you, yeah, yeah. you don't share those up front, there's it's no point in even getting married. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because you need to be able to share those and you should be able to share them freely because that right. helps you guys grow. Mm. And every single time we did have a disagreement, we always look back and we're like, we didn't like it, but we're happy that we now understand each other a little bit better and we're yes. grateful for that. Especially now that we look back over the year, mm -hmm. we're like, man, we feel so much closer. Like, this is like my best friend, you yes. know what I'm saying? And now on some cliche like we've said it early on yeah. but we feel it now feel like it. i know what he's thinking if i go in another room and i need to sit mm -hmm. for a second he's not like what is she doing he's like oh no she needs a minute you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying or yeah. if i'm quiet or it's early in the morning or one oh, of us yeah. is off like we understand each other better mm -hmm. um and i think one other aspect that's helped us especially as we do our Bible studies. Okay. So um, we've been doing Bible studies nightly and we're, we've been uh, focused on a chapter and we'll okay. read through it together. And we have our own personal time with God, but also having that time as together allows for us to, maybe there's something that God is trying to expose to both of us. And so going back to the word has been extremely helpful. Mm. So I'm here in communication and keep God in a relationship. Yes. For sure. Communication. He brought us here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This is good. No, th this is good. Th this is good. Communication and God has to be in it. Is, would you say divorce is off the table? For sure. So y'all are do thick and thin. Ride or die. Ride or for die. For rich or for poor, sickness and health. Better or worse. Yeah. Marriages are under attack. They for are. sure. They are. The enemy loves it. Yeah. The enemy is. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be it. separated. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not a relationship expert, right? But in this season of my life of wanting and desiring marriage, I've been listening to wise counsel around marriage. Mm. Uh, Darius and Shamika, um, uh, R.C. Blakes, my pastor, uh, Pastor Stephen Chandler and Zai, um, my parents, my parents, hold on, my, I'll be 40 this year. So they've been, my mom and stepfather have been married for 30 Nine years. Wow, praise God. My dad and stepmother, and I hate the term step because I have four dope parents, mm -hmm. um, have been married for 35 years. Oh. And all of them have, have, have really told me that, because in that generation, they didn't have the conversation that y'all's marriage counselor said, like, hey, mm -hmm. y'all need to have the real conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and expose things that you all may be a little embarrassed about, you oh, may yeah. be a little insecure about, mm -hmm. but it, but if you don't have that conversation up front, then it's going to come out in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And Amen. either two things are going to happen. Y'all are going, it's going to be so devastating that it can hurt the marriage yeah. and possibly destroy the marriage, mm -hmm. or y'all will just hear it and then sweep it up underneath the rug and it'll be just a, a, a little odor yeah. mm -hmm. that's in the marriage that you all are not addressing. Mm -hmm. But if you do it now, y'all could talk about it and y'all could bring it up in marriage counseling. Yeah. And my mom and dad both said that they there were, there were a lot of things that they hid. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of things that they did not say. Yeah. And um, I, I really do believe one of the things that we do not talk about in a healthy way. I think we talk about it in a toxic way, but mm -hmm. we don't really talk about it in a healthy way as finances. Yeah. How was y'all's conversation around finances? Because you quit, dang. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, her head went down, bro. He started grabbing that necklace like, don't, Anthony, this is going to be another hour, man. <laughs> Monique was like, bro. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it was like, I, I've... One thing I, I firmly believe in, that I cannot give relationship advice. Mm-hmm. But on my platform, I can give money advice inside mm-hmm. of relationships. And so I have like a whole quiz and I have like a whole thing of like how to have the money conversation while dating. And I think my philosophy, I'm like I'm like you, bro. Up front, I give the ladies five S's. Yeah. She got to be safe, sweet, smart, skilled, very sexual. Mm-hmm. Right. I said it on Pastor Darius Daniels platform. I, I said I, I said I said the first four and I was like, I ain't going to say the last <laughs> one. Yeah. And Shamika was like, why? I was like, cuz, I mean, Christian ladies be tripping. And Dara said, say it. And I said it. It was the ladies that said, amen. Yeah. I was like, well, amen, ladies. The brothers was like, dang, don't do it, bro. The ladies was like, no, amen. So I was like, okay, cool. That, and then also it's, it's hey, um, finances. Mm-hmm. I, I I am a financial educator. Mm-hmm. I believe in financial freedom, so I want to have that conversation. And some people say it's hard, so I will not even get into a serious relationship mm-hmm. um, without having a financial conversation. Mm-hmm. That's good. I don't need to know how much money you're making, mm-hmm. but I do need to know what's your mindset around money, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts around money, right. um, how, what are your money goals? Mm-hmm. You know, because I want to make sure that we are aligned. Yeah. Now the five S's, I'm like you. I'm like upfront. Hey, this is what I'm looking for date one can you do it i could do all four of them god bless you see you next time you know i need all five right not saying i need to have sex day one but i'm saying that is important for me but finances i can't do it i'm curious when did you all have the conversation about finances in y'all's relationship it was really early on for real um one, my husband has been a faithful follower of you, uh, as well as Dave, Dave Ramsey I appreciate it. and other folks. So he's been tapped in from the beginning and understood money, you yeah. know, well. My dad being a financial planner, yeah. great title. However, my dad was also the one, whenever I needed anything, uh-huh. send it. Car breaks down, AC 3000. Hey, daddy. Uh, All right, I just sent you the money. Yeah. That's how my whole life was. Okay. Grateful to God for my father, yeah, but father. he Who always yeah, did yeah. that for me. Mm-hmm. So the trouble was now I'm with him. Mm. and He ain't sending you 3000. Well, not that. Mm-hmm. I can't call daddy. Facts. So that's facts. I did. And learn my lesson wait. that that's not okay. So wait, wait, hold on, pause right now. Monique, Monique, Monique. She didn't even look at her husband. I did it, and it wasn't okay. <laughs> so let's talk about that because I don't think a lot of ladies understand how if you're in a if you're in a serious relationship, talk about marriage. Yeah. How I, I wouldn't say it's offensive, but how it could send a huge message mm. to your man that you didn't ask him for help, mm. but you asked daddy for help. Mm-hmm. Why? How did that conversation go in the area of finances? Like, how did? So, what? Tell me about the situation. I'm curious. This is good. Um, I think I needed like my tires replaced or okay. something like that. I think it was like six hundred dollars or whatever. Okay. Um, but the the trouble part was like really understanding this concept of leave and cleave on mm. both sides. That's mm. what it was. Like I was still very fresh mm-hmm. and really understanding what that truly meant okay. and how this is it. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like my parents, they did their part. Yeah. And once I changed my name 
this is it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the new family now. And so my dad's there. He's always going to love. And if there's a time and place where we really need to come together, but we don't. You know what I'm right. saying? And yeah. we've now built ourselves up in a way where I'm not that young girl that needs to call him daddy. And I really had to understand Monique, that. were you married when you called and asked your dad for that? I think it was. No, no, no. Oh. We were in Greensboro. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh. Remember when it was. I just remember I did it. I just remember. I, was, I don't remember I was, when. I, was, I just remember I, I did it. <laughs> I, was, I was about to really be like, poor Monique. <laughs> Man. So how did the conversation go when you found out she asked her dad for for to help for that? Uh, From what I remember, uh-huh. I knew that she needed it. Okay. My thing was just, we have to try to make sure we build to a point where we're self-sufficient. Mm. Right. So we need to make sure that if the tire blows that six hundred dollars at some point, especially when we say I do. That's why we make sure our parents chipped in for the wedding. Mm. We didn't want to have a situation like that where we have to call our parents for those little things. And there was a situation. I'm like, it has to come to a point where the first person you call is you. Mm. Come on, bro. And she and calls it's not, you second. Right, right, right. And it's not and about it's, uh, any it. disrespect to the family. No. It's more so, at this point, I have to be the one that steps in and steps yeah. up. And right. if if it's for me, she's going to have to step up for me. And I have to let her know first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. At least you're going to let me know first. Hands out. Yeah. I will feel a certain kind of way. If yeah. I'm seriously, if I am in a committed relationship with a woman and... I'm saying, hey, we are taking this to a point of marriage, and I'm telling your dad, I'm seriously dating your daughter and courting your daughter to eventually be her husband one day, and I don't even know that the situation happened. I will feel a certain kind of way because I think even as a father, I'll be like, well, what is Anthony? Did you talk to Anthony? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I could see that, but I could understand why a daughter will go to dad because that's all. That's all that you know. Mm-hmm. He was he's the most consistent man in your life. Yeah, right. And so I get that. Okay, okay. Finish the story. But that so, was so good. Evolving to like when we really started having to talk about finances because at yeah. the time he was there, I was there. I had my yeah. own thing going. Yeah. The, that was another one of the catalysts why it was time for me to go. Okay. Was because we were flying back and forth. That's money. Trying, oh, yeah. 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 It was money. It was and it got to a point, he was just like, I'm going to drive. Wow. He was driving. And I hey, drove. New Jersey to. 13 hours. To Green, hours Wins, to yeah. Greenville? Yeah. To Greensboro? Greensboro. Yeah. Oh, that's 13 hours. Yeah, yeah it, was, hours. it was a bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I flew. Okay. And the money it was like one time i flew up and i had to be back for work and they like canceled my flight it was remember that whole freight uh, time when everybody was canceling flights oh, it was like yes. they were just canceling flights yeah. so they right. canceled my flight and immediately everyone was trying to like book because i need to be back at work so everybody's booking them and they yeah. said it was like a thousand dollars to yeah. fly from jersey to north uh, north carolina and i'm like that's crazy but i need to get back to work yeah. Yeah. so i didn't pay a thousand more like 700 but it was still like a lot of money yeah and yeah. so we were both like all right we can't keep spending this right. you know we need to figure this situation out so okay you come here that will probably help save us when we get here though now he's literally handling everything mm. like the rent i mean he was already paying for health insurance for mm. me so mm. groceries all the things that's when he made that choice okay i'm gonna sell my car that's the mm. first step we were trying to go to financial experts i didn't want to go to my dad yeah. so we we're trying to find people they all told me this isn't gonna work we went to like three different people and no one wanted to help us they were yeah. looking at the circumstance and the numbers and yeah. not listening to the story or or 
what principles we were trying to ask them for help with. Right. And they all were just like, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. So Give me one example. What's one example? Um, so the fact that I wasn't working at the time. And then moving to New Jersey. Yeah. They were like. It wouldn't work. Yeah. You need to work. Right. And we were like, no, we believe that we make certain adjustments. And also, I didn't want to. The thing, too, he made he made a very clear point to me. He said, if you're going to leave here, I want you to go after your purpose. I don't want you to just get anything. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a man. And so the problem was the financial expert we were going to, We they didn't have the same faith we did. Mm. And so the trouble was they were looking at the numbers, and we were like, but we know God can do it. Mm-hmm. We know, like, they weren't understanding that part. Mm-hmm. And he did. God mm-hmm. did show up. Um, I started to get... Uh, offers to be like acting like mm-hmm. you know and it would they would just pay me for a day and I would get paid the same I was getting paid for a check wow. so I was doing that for a little bit and it didn't make sense to them I'm like but I, each month it kept coming and it yeah, kept yeah. working yeah. Um, but that was kind of like the trouble part but we really had to like double down on our money but I was okay with it because like I said I was at 25k so yeah. you can strip me down and say this is all we got and I can make it happen Right. Um, but it was very difficult for me at many times where Fox. Didn't you tell me at the beginning of the show you made 25K last year? No, no, 2018. 2018. So what did you make in 2023? Just chilling. 25K. Without a job, right? Yeah. I just started using my gifts like try and I wasn't even serious because I was planning the wedding for half the year. So that was really just Yeah, that was really just Just to get the money back for the wedding. Yeah. Come on. But we didn't pay for it. So it was really just like money that we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Man, listen, man, listen. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Y'all are all right with me. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like what, 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 I, what I hear y'all doing is y'all are making it happen. And what I'm about to say, E3 family, um, hopefully I can say it in a way it doesn't offend. But I see Andrew stepping up as a man and allowing and creating a space to where his wife can really utilize the gifts and the skills and the talents that God is giving her that will benefit their family. Yes. yes. And she doesn't have to go to work. She's working in her purpose that the ROI comes back to first herself and mm-hmm. her fulfillment and her purpose and her assignment that God put on side of her. And the fruit of that comes out in the family. Mm-hmm. And I believe that once, as you're continuing to evolve in that, Monique, y'all gonna be making a quarter million dollars easy. And everyone that listens to y'all, financial advisors, and you suck for, <laughs> for saying that it will not work. Uh, because I think a financial advisor's job is not to tell you it won't work, it's to tell you how to make it work. Right, yeah. Okay, so we have, we have $99,000 to work with in New Jersey. Okay, cool, great. What's the end goal? Well, I want my wife to be able to find a position. Okay, wife, how much do you think you can make? I can eventually get to making $100,000, $200,000 by X amount of time. Okay, cool. So we need to make this work for two years. I always look for financial advisors. My financial advisor practices and believes everything that I teach, Mm -hmm. right? And she believes in God. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, hey, when I go to her, I'm like, hey, this is my goal. I give her the space and the place to tell me, hey, I may want to adjust this a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. But she also knows it is your res- your requirement to teach me how to make it work, right? And uh, I-, I just believe that y'all going to be there. Y'all been married for one year, and the sacrifices both of you all made. Hey, I'm going to leave my job for love. You didn't leave your job for love. You left your job for 
an assignment, I believe. Mm, I believe that that this marriage is an assignment that's greater than just you two. Yes. Right? And then you're like, hey, I want to steward mm. Monique yeah. well, God. Mm, right. So I'm going to sacrifice my car, brand new, and I'm going to just catch the train, walk to the bus, chill on out, do my thing. Mm. But listen, I think you're going to end up be driving your dream cars. Oh, for yeah. sure. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to pay it cash, too. There you go. Mm. Just like your boy. <laughs> Just yeah. make sure you find your dream car. Buy hers first. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you can't be pulling up yours and she's still pulling up. Now, nah, babe. <laughs> babe, you know, uh, wait, babe. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but I think y'all y'all going to be mm. homeowners. Mm. Um, y'all going to have kids. And your kids are, are not, your kids won't have to have the same pride issues you had mm. because you're going to give them a check. Amen. When they graduate high school, Amen. when they graduate Amen. college, Amen. you know what I'm saying? So it's like you're you're already going to set them Amen. up based upon what you all have already learned. Amen. And that's why I do you guys what what I do. Amen. And man, and I'm just excited. And y'all, these are two um, uh, fruits of Amen. Pastor Darius Daniels and the church, church, man. So um, they mentioned the purpose. That's uh, Pastor Darius Daniels book. Michelle, put that in today's show notes. That's one of the best books. Um, um, he also is the author of Relationship mm-hmm. uh, Intelli- Relation, Relationship Relation Emotion, Intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Relation Intelligence. His first book that I read, and it is just, I mean, amazing. Y'all, Darius has been on this show. I was with, with just with him a couple of weeks ago, um, and he's just a phenomenal guy. And so, I just want to say thank y'all. Thank you. Thank, you. thank, thank y'all you. for what you're doing. We're going to link their social media information in today's show notes. Go follow them, y'all. Go go, go follow Black Love, <laughs> you know. Um, and I promise you, you all will be blessed. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't know if I'm doing another show before Valentine's Day, but if you um, um, are in love with someone, dating someone, I celebrate you. I salute you in this amazing month. Spend some time to have at Valentine's dinner, you know. I mean, spend some time to talk about something you haven't talked about before. You know, get get to know your 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 love better and deeper. I look forward to getting into a relationship and really, really, really getting to know her deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, and it will happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, you are. I mean, I, bro, I'm 40 this year. It better happen. <laughs> you know, because I mean, I've done the dating for good looks. Mm. I've done the dating just so I can have sex. I, I've done all that. Yeah. I've I've been the womanizer. I've I've done ladies wrong, and I have no problem admitting that. I've grown. I've matured. I'm opposite of y'all. A lot of people think I'm an extrovert. I'm really an introvert. Mm. Mm. And so I pray that I marry an extrovert who understands an introvert Mm. because a lot of people see me on stage. They see me doing this show. So they automatically think I'm an extrovert when I'm not. Mm. You know, when I record my shows with guests, and it's nothing against y'all because I love y'all. But like after two of them, I don't even like talking to my team. Mm. I'm drained. You know, and so when I'm on stage and I'm giving it my all and God is doing this thing through me, I don't. When I get off the stage, it is hard for me to sign autographs, to take mm. pictures, to smile a hundred wow. times. So when I'm done with that, one of my downfalls in a relationship is I want to come home and I just don't want to talk. Mm. I just I just don't want to do nothing. And in arguments, I'm opposite of y'all. I'm listening to understanding hearing. I'm not going to say much. Mm. I'm like, okay, man, I got you. So you said A, B, C. Got it. 
Mm. And I'm, that's it. Yeah. And they just be like, oh, that's it? That's what I got to say? I'm mm. like, no, I heard you. Yeah. I don't I don't need to go back and forth. I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So I'm, I'm evolving. I'm in counseling, therapy as well, and growing okay. and maturing in that area. But I'm just, I'm excited about love, man, because I think that um, I went viral a long time ago and I offended a lot of white people. I was called a racist. Mm-hmm. And I said I could never marry a white woman. I said I was raised by two amazing, strong, God-fearing black women. And I want to marry a black woman Amen. who loves God, who represents excellence. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to do it. i tell you one little thing. What's that? So in the story, when he went to go walk Uh-oh. my friend to the car that day, uh-huh. my other friend said, if you don't get him, he's going to find himself a snow bunny. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> She said, oh, no. And he is an attorney. He's going to get that white woman all day long. And I love white people. I I genuinely love white people. I have good white friends. And a lot of white people have helped me. Like, make, I mean, honestly, probably one of the most impactful relationships to my business making seven figures is because of a white individual. So I, I love everybody. It's just that who... I lay in the bed with, if I make kids, when I'm doing life that intimate, I want it to be with someone from my culture and my community. That's it. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm so happy you didn't get a white woman. I'm so happy you allowed him to get you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't believe they even thought that. He said, I but never that's, <laughs> I hear that. Man, when I was working with Dave Ramsey, that's all people said. Oh, Anthony, Anthony's going to marry a white woman. Mm. And I could understand that because that's the culture that I was in. Yeah. Right. Right? So that's what I see every day. That I'm around the culture. But I never allowed, and, and the white culture is not a bad culture. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't my culture. Mm-hmm. And I never allowed that culture to shift who I was. Right. 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 And so... Man, I remember sometimes I would come home and literally just go sit at a lounge mm. just to be around our culture. This oh. like, Thank you. This is great. Yes. Lord. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, oh they cussing mm. each other out. Thank you. I need to hear that. Yes, Lord. And then I'll go to a, um, my amazing church back home, man. It was um, it was amazing. I went to the Grove, man, um, and just an amazing church. So. Love you all, man. Thank yeah, you all so you. much for coming. We don't went over by five minutes. Uh, Jay's looking at me like, hey, bro, hurry up. Driver's about to crash. Uh, so we're going to end today's show, y'all. We're going to put all their information in today's show notes. If you want to get a copy, uh, if you want to take the quick five-minute uh, Maximize Your Single Single quiz to learn how to really prepare yourself financially for that conversation, uh, to have the have the conversation with your the person who you're dating, we'll drop that in today's show notes as well. All right, y'all. We'll see you in the next show. Peace out.